2: What's going on, everybody? Mark Farzetti here for the Farzzy Show, presented by Destination Retirement, destinationretirement.com. And I am along with you to talk about the Philadelphia Phillies, the Philadelphia Eagles, and all things Jason Kelsey and Eddie Sosa. Holy pots and pans. What a night. What a last two days Fred Edmundo Sosa. Nice little pickup the Phillies were supposed to be bringing in just as a uh, defensive guy. Not so much. How about perfect from the plate? In his last two starts, last two games, Rob Thompson, first time around, oh, your prices sound a little break. Put those out there and see what happens. He only helps you win the game. <laughs> he only goes, <clears throat> this is his night. By the way, last two nights, he is now five for his last five in his last two games with two home runs and three runs scored, two doubles uh, in both those games combined, uh, and playing a phenomenal defensive shortstop as well. Not so bad. Not so bad at all. Rob Thompson wasn't supposed to start him last night. When I saw that Sosa was in the lineup again last night, I was like, okay, all right, Philly Rob. Let's pump the brakes for a second there. Let's get Bryson Stott in the ballgame. By the way, I did the numbers uh, recently, and I was looking at Bryson Stott and seeing how he was doing uh, over the last uh, month or so of the season. And he's only about a uh, 300 hitter. Uh, So that's pretty good. That's kind of hard to take out of the lineup. Over the last month, 322. So that's hard to put on the bench. I understand giving him a day off. Maybe he gets a lefty, giving him a day off. Rob Thompson decided, uh, all right, I'll give him the day off. Sosa stepped up to the plate, literally, and did some great things yesterday, or two days ago. Rob Thompson then says, you know what, let's give that a whirl. How do I take him out of the game again? How do I take Sosa out of the game after what he did for us the night before? So he leaves him in the lineup. I see the lineup come up across Twitter, and I go, Sosa get here, Rob. I think it might be pushing it a little bit here. And as I said yesterday on social media, that was a big win yesterday. Eddie Sosa, he's a big win for the gut feeling crowd, and a huge L taken by the analytics crowd because there's no analytic in the world that said, "Hey, Sosa should play back-to-back games. He should start back-to-back games." Bryson Stott should sit. Uh, back-to-back games there's no analytic in the world that goes yeah that's the way you should do that there's no number in the world there's no formula you can put together Philly really, rob just went with the gut and i loved it. after the press conference last night or during his press conference last night he said uh yeah i guess i got some more thinking to do <laughs> i guess i gotta go back to the lab gotta find a way to keep his bat in the lineup does he give segura a, 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 a night off he had a home run he had a walk off like what are you gonna do with him they give Boehm, then he's still pretty hot. He's still hitting pretty well. 292 on the season overall. Another number I was looking at, 270 in August. 385 in the young month of September. Um, Who, who, who gets the day off? Can Sosa catch? JT Romuto looked like he had a little baby stub toe or something. By the way, that was an insane tag from Sosa. High throw from JT Romuto. Sosa jumps to the sky. If you didn't see it, catches the ball from J.T., reaches well below his butt between his legs, does a split in the air. It was Ozzie Smith. For all the young kids out there on the old YouTube channel here that don't know Ozzy Smith, go watch Ozzy Smith highlights when the show's over and um, just be dazzled, be amazed by the Wizard of Oz himself. But that's who that play reminded me of. That play was an Ozzy Smith type of play. It was it was acrobatic, is what it was. Sosa goes up, reaches down between his the, between the legs, tags the runner out. Absolutely incredible. Uh, has another home run last night. Segura got a home run for you. It was just an incredible, incredible night, really, for the Phillies. They made, made you a little nervous. Made you a little nervous in this game. But all in all, they're doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing against the Marlins. And as we said yesterday, you can't take anybody too lightly. As of right now, in September, where every game counts – the Phillies can't look at an opponent and then all of a sudden play down to them because every other team seems to do that. The Mets have done that. The Braves have well, The Braves, not so much. But the Mets have certainly done that. Uh, if they can do it, the Dodgers have certainly done that. And the Phillies have done that. They're writing the ship right now. I've referenced this before, but a few years back, I remember talking to the great Jason Stark, Hall of Famer, Hall of Fame writer up there in Cooperstown. And Jason Starr talked about how the NL East was going to be won by the teams that could beat the Marlins. The Phillies are now finally beating the Marlins. And I think that also is a uh, big, big box to check this season. Beat up on the Marlins, and you'll be just fine when it comes to going to the playoffs. Phillies right now, speaking of that playoff picture, this is bonkers. Check this out. Phillies now, and the Padres, because the Padres also won, Phillies and Padres solidified there in that second wild-card spot, or at least a wild-card spot. Both teams now four games up on the Brew Crew, who going into last night's Phillies game, mind you, the Brewers had already lost. So the Phillies knew what they had at stake if they won that baseball game. And sure enough, they did with their 4-3 win over the Marlins. Uh, Again, Sosa just incredible. Matt Veerling had himself a hell of a game last night. And Bailey Falter, uh, in all honesty, the guy has been incredible for the Phillies over his last six games. Last night wasn't an incredible start, but it was still very much worthy of being a big leaguer. It wasn't like a guy that was completely outmanned. that he lasts as long as, as he had? Maybe, no, he gets two more outs, then all of a sudden it looks like another great start from Bailey Falter. But another solid start from Bailey Falter. Goes out there, five and a third, two runs. Both of them earned seven hits. In 74 pitches, the man is efficient. Efficient, I will absolutely give him that. The man is efficient. So that's his story right now with the Phillies, and uh, I'm interested to see tonight. 640 another 640 start time. Kyle Gibson gets the start against uh Sandy uh, Alcantara, who has struggled. By the way, I know a lot of people. We even talked about it yesterday. I forget who it was that brought it up in the chat, but uh, Alcantara struggled a little bit in two of his last three starts. He's allowed six earned runs. His uh, ERA has ballooned. To a, to a whopping 236. Oh my God, what a waste! Uh, but yeah, an absolutely uh, incredible uh, year he's been having up until two of his last three starts. So hopefully the Phillies can uh, take advantage of that and uh, have some success against El Contra tonight, who has been one of the best pitchers in baseball for the vast majority of the season. Uh, I had this thought last night when I was watching uh, good old Eddie Sosa, uh, and really. It came when he hit that home run, and uh, in the fourth inning of last night. No, that was Segura's home run. I'm sorry, uh, in the third inning of last night's ball game. I'm watching that, and then I see him make some miraculous plays in the field, and I'm thinking, like, this is this is what helps make magical teams. We've talked about all year all year. We've talked about Alec Boehm's home run and Matt Vierling's home runs that they hit against Hayter in Milwaukee. We've talked about Bryson Stott's walk-off. We've talked about Garrett Stubbs' walk-off against the Marlins. Like, we've talked about the unexpected guy stepping up. Now, Bailey Falter becoming a consistent starter for you in this rotation. We've talked about all those guys. But having a guy, another guy like that, who's completely under the radar, like in Mundo Sosa, it makes you feel like this team just might have that magic where, hey, I know a lot of people are looking at this Phillies team saying if they get into the playoffs, they're going to be bounced out in the first round. You know what that may be? I still want playoff baseball. But if there's any reason to look at this baseball team and say, hold on a minute, I didn't expect the 08 Phillies to go on and win the World Series. I think I thought they needed a hell of a lot more pitching. But, man, they were mashing against teams offensively. They certainly made up for that pitching. We've made that point many, many times on the show but there's a little magic that comes along. Whether that's all of a sudden the pitcher becoming dominant like Cole Hambles was in the playoffs, whatever it might be, whether it's uh, Brett Myers working a nine-pitch at bat against CC Sabathia and then Shane Victorino coming up and hitting a grand slam, whatever it is. There's always a little bit of that magic along the way to let you know that something special is going to happen here. And last night, Eddie Sosa, was telling us about that magic by the way he was playing. He is playing. And I said this last night on Twitter. He's playing like a man possessed. Like he could do no wrong. When Connor Brogdon was in the game in the ninth inning and that ball was hit sharply to shortstop. I was I was blown away that he didn't come up with it. I thought for sure he was gonna come up with that ball. He did not, unfortunately. That was the one one thing that he didn't do that was just miraculous uh there's a couple other great things but just last night in particular Sosa was just a guy that seemed like a man possessed out there it was like if you would have told me that an angel was playing with him i would have believed you absolutely uh reese hoskins also had a hell of a play uh, at first base last night bailey falter came up with a great play on that same play to get the out at first phillies are just playing baseball right now like they know these are games they're supposed to win and they can't do what we're all terrified of them doing on a regular basis as the season winds down which is Play down to their opponent. So, great job by the Phils. 6.40 start time. They wrap up this three-game series as they go for the sweep against the uh, Miami Marlins tonight in South Philadelphia. I uh, was thinking about something last night, uh, right before the Phillies game. Because I had watched the Eagles' media sessions and Nick Sirianni addressing the crowd, addressing the media, Jason Kelsey. Uh... Darius Slay, of course, can't miss Darius Slay. He's just, he's prime time, man. That's hilarious. Um, I watched it all. And I think there's maybe in the history of the Eagles, only one player greater than Jason Kelsey. In the Super Bowl era, there is no player greater than Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey is the greatest Eagle of the Super Bowl era. And I know you can talk about other production like Reggie White, because he's maybe the greatest defensive player ever in the history of football. There are obviously other that's it's an argument you could make, make the argument, of course, for others. Lawrence Taylor, you know, just to name another one, right? But I was just thinking about just as an eagle, when it comes to representing the Eagles, when it comes to playing your whole career in one city, which it looks like Jason Kelsey's going to do. Jason Kelsey is the greatest Eagle in the Super Bowl era, and there's only one Eagle that may be better and probably is better than Jason Kelsey, and that's Chuck Bednarik, because he won two championships for this city, and he was the last of the 60-minute man and all that stuff. If you haven't heard the legend, if you haven't gone back and watched that, oh, it's it's definitely worth your time, Eagles fans. But I'll I'll qualify it by saying this: the Super Bowl era, there's never been a greater e- Eagle than Jason Kelsey. And I know it's just a press conference yesterday, but it just further solidifies how valuable this guy is to the franchise, how valuable this guy is to the city, because he is real. We ask everyone that comes across our threshold here in Philadelphia, just be real with us. Just be real. Work your ass off and be real. Don't lie to us. Jason Kelsey is the realist. I think that goes without any argument whatsoever. But we've had other guys in this city. Play for this team. Brian Dawkins is another one that comes to mind that have been great and have been great representatives of this city. But when it comes to embodying everything that this city is, Jason Kelsey is that guy. Oh, and he won a Super Bowl. <laughs> like, that's another thing. And he's a Hall of Fame center. It's tough to find a guy greater than Jason Kelsey. And I think, quite frankly, it's impossible. You might have one guy in the complete history of the franchise like Ben Narek, like I said, but when it comes to the Super Bowl era, Jason Kelsey's the greatest. And when it comes to things away from the football field, you don't have to have a kid that really wants to be a center in football. You don't have to have a kid that really wants to be a football player or an athlete in general to take lessons from Jason Kelsey, you can just be a person and have nothing to do with football because when Jason Kelsey takes a microphone, you just, you shut up and listen because the man's got something to say and odds are it's something that could benefit anybody, even somebody who's never even watched a football game in their life. What he had to say yesterday about comfort applies to every facet of life. Always, always push to be great. And the funny thing was, I listened to the question. I think it was Martin Frank that asked the question. But the question was about just Nick Sirianni and being comfortable. Is Nick more comfortable a year into being a head coach in the National Football League going into his second season? Is he more comfortable? And Jason Kelsey put this brilliance out there about being comfortable. Questions about Nick Sirianni. And after Jason Kelsey was like, oh, you know, anytime you're around another year, of course, you're going to be more comfortable. But then when he says the word comfortable, something clicked in his brain. Take a listen to Jason Kelsey yesterday when he was addressing the media when asked about comfort.
0: Yeah, I, I don't like comfort. I think comfort is a f***ing terrible place to be if you're in this league. I think um, you want to talk about, you know, I know everybody expects us to be, you know, Super Bowl champions in Philadelphia right now. And, you know, I think that... Can definitely happen, but it's not going to happen being comfortable. I can guarantee you that it's going uh, to happen. Respecting your uh, opponent's going to happen. Respecting the game and understanding that if you don't go out there and f- work every single day, if you don't go out there and have the mindset that there are things that we need to work on and improve on every single day, uh, you don't get to that mindset by being comfortable. So I hope he's not comfortable. I hope he's very uncomfortable. That's
2: what my man's is saying. Keep. Pushing every single day. The question was about <laughs> Mick Sirianni. they said, hey, you know, he's not really working out the kicks anymore as a head coach right as a year into it. Do you think he's more comfortable? Screw that. <laughs> uh, it's got nothing to do with football. It's got everything to do with life. And I'm listening to Jason Kelsey yesterday. I'm like, damn, son. Like, it, it reminded me of his speech about how they were in the business of hope. They were asked about the fan base, you know, missing their team and and finally getting them back and, and all that. And Jason Kelsey's like, hey, you know, we're in the business of hope here. And then he started breaking down crying. It's just like, okay, we're not talking about football anymore. We're talking about the impact of football in people's lives. Oh, it's just a game. Okay. Just a game. Just a game where 60,000 people pack into a stadium and all as one get together and, cheer and, and they're happy and sad all at the same time. That, yeah, it's just a game, though. It's wild, man. Uh, then this, this, is my, this, is, this was what, what really made it next level. Uh, Jason Kelsey talking about the expectations for the season because I'm one of them. I think this team's going to the playoffs. I think this team can win 11 games. I think they can win 12 games. Mike K, our guest today from the Pro Football Network, he talks about how this team can win 11 games on the season and win the division, how they're the best team in the division, how they can win a playoff game. A lot of us have high expectations for this team. Jason Kelsey, when he was asked about those expectations,
0: I think when the expectations are high, you 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 tend to let little things go. You tend you know, after a win, uh, you know the the tape gets assessed differently. After a loss, you know, the tape gets critical very, very much because people start feeling it. Um, you have to improve everything when you lose. When you win, it's like oh you know was that a bad play in those 50 50, you know. Eh. Go a little bit by the wayside, and I think that when you're expected to do well, uh, organizationally, uh, player-wise, team-wise, coaching-wise, um, all of those little things start to be like, uh, eh, you know, we'll get that fixed. Whereas when the expectation is low, it's like we got to fix everything right now, otherwise we're getting fired. Otherwise, people are going to be out on the streets. So um, I think we got enough older guys around this building. I think we got enough. Uh, whether it's executives or coaches or players to understand that um expectations are just that they're nothing and uh, we got to go out there and play and we got to go out there and uh you know the moment you're comfortable in this league uh somebody's coming for you you know we got uh you know Mr. T and Rocky 3 you know he's going to be hunting us every single week uh and we haven't won fucking nothing yet so we're not even the champion so we better work our asses off
2: Okay, I'm sorry, I missed one.
0: Um, <laughs>
2: I thought I had okay, gotten rid of the, um, I didn't, the whole Rocky reference. So, uh, Miss Um, uh, But, in case the kids are in the car. Uh, you're talking about being a fat cat. Talking about being all fat and happy, sitting up there, pleased with your success. Oh, look at the newspaper clippings. Look how great we are. Bulletin board material isn't always uh, motivating. Uh, it could be quite the opposite of that it can make you lazy. It can make you content. It can make you go, "You know, we're good here. I don't need to review that film. I don't need to look at that as a loss in that one-on-one battle in that game that they that we won." That's what Jason Kelsey's saying there. That's what Jason Kelsey's saying. We always want to keep pushing, whether it's uh being uncomfortable or that's realizing that even in our moments of victory, we had little defeats in there that sometimes we're not going to get away with. It's like a lot of times when we talk as fans even and we talk about you know even if the phillies beat the marlins today uh 10 to 1 or even if they beat the the, the marlins 15 to nothing over the last two games we'd be like that's ah, the marlins it's like that type of thing it's like oh you're not going to get away with uh Bryce Harper striking out with a man in scoring position we're not going to get away with uh, a guy like Eddie Sosa carrying us that's not going to happen it's taking it and putting it in perspective. Who is it against? How big a deal was it in that moment? Yes, right now, just stack wins. Just build a bigger gap between you and the Brewers. That's what's going on in baseball right now for the Phillies and, quite frankly, for the Padres as well. But that's just using a modern sports example for something Jason Kelsey's talking about that they have to apply in the future for this football season. Where if they do get on a run, if they do, play as good as right now the paper says they can as the talking heads like myself say that they can then if they get off to a hot start if they blow out the lions let's say when they get into that film room later in the week they're analyzing everything just like they would if that was a loss because in that film room the w or l should not matter the only thing that should matter is the individual performance of every position group. As they break it down in their meeting group, in their meeting rooms with their coach. And they can't go, ah, well, you know we, what you missed the block here, but he was still bit about South to the outside. So it's not big. No, make the block. You missed this block. Oh, but he still ran for a 60 yard test. Yeah. Make the block. Your job on this play was to make, make the block. Now there's a fine line there. I think in talking to athletes, there's a fine line there between still celebrating the fact that you you did win, and then also not being too nitpicky when it comes to the players because then you're overbearing. Then it feels like oh then no one can make a mistake. Then you're playing on edge the entire time. There's a fine line between those two things between just being a stickler and then also riding somebody who might be a little too hard. Who you know who is winning, that can turn some people off and do the you know have the opposite effect you wanted to. But bottom line is. You got to keep pushing. In any walk of life, if you want to be successful, you can't just be a fat cat and sit up there and be done with it and impressed with everything you've got. Oh, look at this. great. No, if you want more, which you should, if you're still playing football like Jason Kelsey is, then you got to keep pushing. You can never get too comfortable. You can never get comfortable. His quarterback, Jalen Hurts, was asked about it as well. Here's how Jalen Hurts talked about the comfort factor.
1: I I think um, you have to be uncomfortable. You have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, it's the game we play, you know, but, um, I, I haven't seen whatever he said, but, um, it's just a lot of rap poison in short, you know, and, um, it's all external factors that we don't want to contain, pertain ourselves to, or, or, be involved with, you know what I mean? So it all comes back to, um, pushing ourselves every day in practice, doing the little things we need to do, um, to mac- maximize the days and win the days. Um, and to get better, you have to push yourself. So that brings uncomfort. Um, so when you build a, a environment of being uncomfortable, um, challenging, tough coaching, um, accountability from teammate to teammate, brother to brother, we get better.
2: Uh, that's uh, Jalen Hurts yesterday pushing buttons, folks. Uh, that's Jason. Kel- or, excuse me. That's Jalen Hurts yesterday. The the rat poison. We. I mean, again, it goes back to. The idea of bulletin board material it doesn't have to be oh this guy over here on the cowboys doesn't respect us okay that's bulletin board material but you know what else can be bulletin board material in a negative way look how great we are We're oh another publication picked us to win the nfc east well okay i'll mail it in for the next 17 games because no matter what we just got to show up and win and that's it. it even if you are like me and you've you peaked in eighth grade athletically <laughs> your coach at some point told you we're not good enough to show up and win that that's come across. Even if you were like 10 and 0 we're not good enough to show up and win. Like that's something, imagine being a professional athlete and how many levels of your sport you have been through and how many coaches have said that to you. It's always true. You're not good enough to show up and win. Every single level that happens at. What they're talking about right there is not buying into all the hype that's surrounding them going into this season, making it seem like it's going to be a cakewalk for their 18-week schedule, 17-game schedule, and an easy march into the playoffs come January. That's that right there is what Jalen Hurts is saying is the rat poison. You buy into that, the season's over before it starts. So um, that was pretty wild. I'll let you guys hear from Darius Slay a little bit later on. Uh, in the show, just because we're going to use him in the morning rush, uh, I told you on uh, was it Monday? Uh, how happy, or excuse me, Tuesday? How happy he was to be a captain. It was last week, actually. How happy he was to be a captain. He got emotional about it. And he tweeted it out. Well, yesterday was the first opportunity he got to actually talk to the media about it, and you could tell he was really touched by his teammates naming him a captain. Never been a captain before. I'll just, I'll just say this: the phrase "Oh snap, oh snap" gets used. By, uh, by Slay himself. So we'll get to that a little bit later in the show. Uh, without further ado, we're going to get to my friend Mike Cade coming up just a second talk all things Eagles. But right now, let me tell my man, Stephen Singer of Stephen Singer Jewelers. The other quarter of Ethan Walnut right there on Jewelers Row. Stephen Singer takes care of all his customers with something called the perfect price. Now, what's the perfect price? Well, you go to any other jeweler, they have things marked up way too high. Just to back it off just a little bit, make you feel like you was. to I'll tell you what, you got a nice smile? Ah, knock $500 off. Stephen Singer, the $500 is already knocked off. You don't have to worry about negotiating. You don't have to worry about haggling. You don't have to worry about any of that pressure. All you got to do is worry about what beautiful, dazzling diamond you want to buy from this amazing team of jewelry experts, real jewelry experts at Steven Singer Jewelers. Steven Singer Jewelers, other quarter of 8th and Walnut, ready for love, diamond engagement ring standing by at the ready. So it's not just a clever name. Uh, and a real jewelry expert will help you with your purchase. Do what I do. Trust the man that's been in the love business for over 40 years in Philadelphia. That's Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price, the perfect price every day. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Always fast and free shipping at IHateStevenSinger.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Kay of the Pro Football Network joins us to break down all things Philadelphia Eagles. It's right now the Rothman Orthopedics guest line. Ladies and gentlemen, a good friend of the show, and quite frankly, the record holder for longest non-athlete interview On this program, Mike K from Pro Football Network. Make sure you guys are following Mike K. Mike, what's going on? man? welcome back.
1: I feel like I'm in the SNL five-timers club. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like, after an announcement like that, like, I have to be hosting a skit with, like, Martin Short and uh, Steve. uh, Steve
2: Martin, uh, Martin,
1: yeah. sure. And, like, Chevy Chase and Bill Murray. And um, Hmm. I don't think Dana Carvey hosted five times, but obviously he was, uh, you know, there a lot of guys that that were there don't really host a ton like Mike Myers I think is hosted twice I think Eddie Murphy's hosted once or twice mm-hmm. stuff like that anyway that's your SNL uh moment in history well
2: <laughs> well here's here, here's a fun fact I would <laughs> well it's funny because it's kind of what we uh went into last time we spoke but um for extra bonus point for bonus points here who was the doorman on the first five timers club sketch with Tom Hanks Tom Hanks was the guest host. Do you remember who the doorman was?
1: It was probably somebody who'd only hosted like three times.
2: How about zero times? The doorman was Conan O'Brien, then writer oh. on SNL. Fun, fun little factoid. Fun little oh, factoid. that
1: podcast is treating you well, huh? <laughs>
2: hey, well, as someone who watched a lot of Conan... I just kind of knew that because whenever someone was uh, someone from Saturday Night Live was on, they always would work that into the conversation. But um, uh, yeah, man. Anyway, good times, good times. Mike and I were talking before we hit the record button because I've mentioned it on the show as well. For the Saturday Night Live junkies, such as myself and Mike, Fly on a Wall podcast with Dana Carvey and David Spade is just incredible. It's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, anyway, hey, football. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the thing uh, that I did after I realized that I wasn't funny, yeah, the thing that I turned to after. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think has become a running bit for us on this show, too, is my desire to be on SNL, but realizing <laughs> that I'm not humorous in any sort of way, like, except to myself, I guess, and my wife. She
2: well, that's why it. that's why we're friends. That's why we talk, because we right. feel like, oh, we're totally right in that category. Um, that would be a great bit, though, just what NFL writers would be great SNL cast members.
1: I'm ready for that
2: for later for later. Well, we'll save that one later list, but (laughs) Uh, I gotta tell you, I love on uh, pro football network. I love the um, case takes, especially when one of your takes is not to spoil it for everybody, but you, you kind of are expecting a nice little season here from the Philadelphia Eagles. You think what we've been talking about on paper is going to translate to some success on the field this season.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think when you look at the schedule, it's hard to find six to seven losses. I mean, obviously, that could happen. Obviously, the wheels could fall off. Jason Kelsey's older and kind of held together by sticky glue or uh, permanent, you know, permanent glue. Uh, Lane Johnson has had his injury histories. Uh, Brandon Graham's coming off a major injury. A.J. Brown has got a history of injuries as well. So um, it's not like this thing could, like, turn on its head very quickly. If they lose to Detroit, then you're suddenly like, oh, but week one's normally kind of weird anyway. But what I'll say is this. I think this team from top to bottom is the fifth most talented team in the league. Do I think they have the best coaching staff compared to other teams? No. So I probably wouldn't say they're the fifth best team in the league, but I think Nick Sirianni has built a culture that is very, very good. I just think there's too many questions about Jonathan Gannon. As much as I think he is a brilliant guy and as much as the league thinks he's a brilliant guy to kind of be like, yeah, overall, this is the fifth best team in the league. I think they're probably – eighth or ninth, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, to to, you alluded to case takes. I have them winning the division. Um, I didn't put a number there, but I see them going 11 and 6. And then having a a wild card round win uh, as the three seed. I think they'll beat whoever's at six. Um, And I think from there, you know, if if you're in the dance of those, those final teams then you've got a shot but i I do think this team will win a playoff game this year that's really should be it's not the end goal because the end goal should be super bowl but if they win a playoff game this year under sirianni that's notable progression because i do think they overachieved last year i do not think they were a playoff caliber team um i think they were helped out by the extended playoff um you know, alignment and everything like that. But I do think this year they are from top to bottom. I mean, this wide receiver group is phenomenal and they only have four guys on the roster. Um, I think the one big question mark they really have is at safety and, and they just traded for uh, CJ Gardner, Johnson, lucky land casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky
0: lucky in line at the deli, I guess I In my dentist's office. Computer solitaire,
2: huh? Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious
1: prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At running back, we're going to kind of see how they feel about the guys behind Miles Sanders, because Miles Sanders obviously has the history of injuries. He's, pri- I'm guessing from the tone of Nick Sirianni today, I'm guessing that he's going to be questionable heading into week one, but will probably play. Um, but we know that Kenny Gainwell is not going to be the workload backup. We know that that will be Boston Scott. Kenny Gainwell is like the number two as far as usage, but he is not going to be the, like the, the do-everything kind of running back at this point in his career. So I think there's some interesting storylines weaved within the offense. I think defense, look, they're better at corner. They're, they're much better at linebacker. I think the defensive line's got an incredible two-deep rotation. And and, and look, I, I, I think if Jake Elliott continues to make his kicks the way he did last year, this seems to be really dangerous.
2: All the way, look at that, all the way from safety to kicker. We covered it all right there, Michael. Appreciate that.
1: That's what you uh, get when you bring my K on the, on, the, on the podcast. <laughs> see
2: you're funny a writer referring to himself this is as a just third person. Light,
1: by the way i, I realize it's like how this looks we, we've got some cups and boxes and we're just riding with the solo cup
2: you're doing great you're, you're, there's a frat party in the yeah. other room that you sent right. away yes. from yes. to do the show which I that's a
1: sketch <laughs> trying to conduct a podcast while there's like you know <laughs> there's something going
2: on in the other room i have yeah. to guess what it is it's great improv it's great improv yeah. Uh, so I'll ask you this question. Then. It sounds like then I'm not including actually winning the Super Bowl. I'm just saying stop it in time at the time camp breaks leading into week one is this is this the best roster Howie Roseman has put together on that proverbial paper?
1: I think I think on paper yes, I think you know a lot of things had to go right in 2017. Um, they had to stay relatively healthy. Um, and while they lost Carson Wentz and Jason Peters and Darren Sproles and those type of guys, they stayed healthy at other key positions. And I think that was really important. They had a phenomenal swing tackle for that season in big B. I mean, the running game worked, uh, Nick Foles caught lightning in a bottle, those final two, uh, playoff games. Like there's a lot that goes into it, but I think this, I don't know if this is the most talented, but it's certainly the deepest on paper that, I think Philly's seen since the Andy Reid NFC title games mm. for sure. Um, that year that they uh, lost Arizona in the NFC title game, I think that's the most talented roster that Philly's seen probably in the last 20 years. But uh, I do think this team for Howie Roseman, he wasn't the GM at the time. I do think this, this, this roster is extremely deep. Um I think Gardner Minshew is a very valuable backup quarterback and that he can win you two games if he has to start three of them. I think their running back group is kind of interesting. They've got a lot of characters. It's a cast of characters, but that's the way the running game is in the NFL now. There are very few, you know, bulldozer, do-everything backs. Like, look at what happened with Derrick Henry. I mean, you know, it, it adds up. Right. Uh, he spent the entire summer playing in a sandbox, trying to, to rehab, you know, it, it wears on you. And I, look, I think wide receiver is a huge thing. A.J. Brown to me is what I call a quarterback maker. He's a guy that creates not only for the quarterback, but for his teammates to alleviate some issues for the quarterback. Now, a lot of us were there in training camp. I went to five visits on my training camp tour. With the Eagles, but I was everywhere this summer. Um, And I got to tell you, their chemistry, Jalen Hurts and, and A.J. Brown's terrific. And the thing is about having a true bona fide X wide receiver, there's maybe five or six of them in the league. When you have that guy who can take contact from press coverage, still get open on slants and go routes, that forces double teams. And when those double teams are there, you move Devontae Smith to the Z receiver where he's not going to have to face immediate press coverage. He's already a great route runner. That's going to get him open repeatedly. It's also going to help out your tight end and your slot receiver because over the middle, if, there isn't, if there's a double team, they're going to be able to have one-on-one matchups. And we know that Dallas Goddard is a, is a size-speed mismatch. We know that Quez Watkins is one of the faster wide receivers in the league. So you're going to open a ton of things up just by having A.J. Brown there. And I think that he is a godsend for Jalen Hurts, really, not just because they're close friends, but because of what he is able to do. You don't have to put the perfect throw on him. He will go up and he will grab it. He's going to win 70% of your 50-50 balls. He's going to, you know, have that ability to command defensive attention. And I think that's huge for Devontae Smith, too, who – I think is going to be able to work in a more versatile route tree with Jalen Hurts being able to get him in one-on-one coverage.
2: Understood. Um, I want to flip it over more to the defensive side of the football here. And I'm I'm trying just after the preseason, not freaking out over everything or anything. But Jordan Davis, what's a real realistic expectation for what he could be bringing to the table this season?
1: Well, I think you're looking at, at a, at a two-down run stopper right now. And I think that's how a lot of people feel, but they use it more in a negative connotation. The thing is when you watch – so I'll go back to the draft, okay? So N'Kobe Dean falls to day two, and it's the topic of discussion throughout the draft. And literally every highlight you saw was Jordan Davis moving a, the entire pocket by himself so that N'Kobe Dean could clean up uh, against the run. And, and get a stop after two yards. That's what Jordan Davis can do. Jordan Davis is a guy you're going to have to double and triple team, which means, oh, you have to go one-on-one for Fletcher Cox. You have to go one-on-one for Javon Hargrave, whoever's next to him. Oh, and then, by the way, it's one-on-one for Josh Sweat, who's one of the fastest guys off the edge. Or it's one-on-one against Brandon Graham. Like, you're not going to be able to chip everybody. You're not going to be able to double team everyone. Like, this is going to open guys up. This is like adding a... He's basically taking up space, but in a good way. Like, if you have a double team on your nose tackle and he can truly take it on, I mean, Fletcher Cox on a one-on-one matchup is going to eat. Same with Javon Hargrave. Same with Josh Sweat. We haven't seen Brandon Graham in real live game action that much uh since his return but he's going to get one-on-ones Derek Barnett's going to get one-on-ones and if they can win those battles they're going to see a massive increase in sacks and I think even more importantly with the way they want to use this on Reddick, um having that space and gap eater is going to free him up to do some fun things that you can kind of be creative with him in space mm. uh I want to already look past
2: this season Let's let's go into the future, far into the future, as you uh, enjoy the festivities from the uh, frat party next door. Uh, will Jalen Hurts be the QB number one, not just for this season, but next season and possibly for the foreseeable future? Do you think he will earn that right with his level of play in the upcoming year?
1: I lean that way, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think if he can stay healthy, they can win a playoff game, and he looks, you know – if he looks good in the postseason, whether they win or lo- win or lose, it's it's a matter of how they win, right? It's a matter of how they lose. It's you know, if he's Tampa Bay Jalen Hurts again, then I could see there being a, a you know a cloud of mystery and doubt. But I I think that if they can win in the wild card round, or they can win in their first playoff game, if they even if they get a, if they get a first round bye, I think I think it's pretty much locked in. But. Um, you know, there's this silly misconception out there that they don't value Jalen Hurts from the standpoint of financially. Well, they can't give him an extension uh, until he plays three seasons. So that's off uh, off the books. There's a the thought process of, hey, they looked into other quarterbacks. Well, yeah. I mean, if you see a guy who's a top five player, you're going to look into him whether that's the right choice or not. Um, And I think the way that they've built around him, they clearly think that he can win to a certain extent. I do think he's improved his throwing motion just a tad. Um, I think his accuracy is a little bit better. I think he's seeing the field much better, especially in the middle of the field. Last year, that was a massive problem. And I think, look, they want to be an 11 personnel offense. They don't want to have two tight ends out there constantly. That's why they kept a guy like Grant Calcaterra who couldn't block and he can't play special teams. You're mostly going to see Jack Stall in there if they go 12 personnel. Um, and I think, look, I, I think that's why they they brought five running backs to camp. I don't think the running game is going to be as much of a focus as it was last year. They had to do that out of necessity. They now have a, an ex-receiver, and they have two basically number one wide receivers now. And Quez Watkins, who would be a really good number two on, on several teams. So I think... When you look at that, then you put in Dallas Goddard, I think their passing game can really be elevated this year. I think 3,700 passing yards is not out of the question for Jalen Hurts. If he plays, you know, 15 or 16 games, I I really do think this team is worth buying into. I just don't see the Super Bowl run in them. I think the Packers are better. I think, uh, I think there are significant. There's at least a handful of AFC teams that I wouldn't pick the Eagles over gun to my head. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I think they're kind of that second tier of playoff contender. And I think that's a good thing considering where they were when they hired Nick Sirianni, the thought process, when they hired Nick Sirianni, how negatively that hire was kind of responded to um, and how, how people have felt about Jalen Hurts. I think they're in a really good spot to quiet some doubters here.
2: When you were at Eagles training camp, and you mentioned the five training camps you went to, was there anyone kind of off the radar that jumped out to you at Eagles training camp?
1: You know, I I mean, I, I really liked what I saw from TJ Edwards. Like I, I I think TJ Edwards is a guy who's routinely overlooked. He moves so well in space. He's a guy who can play the ball better than the, than, than he did in college. I think he's thinking quicker and that's made him very, very good. Um, another guy that, you know, Zach Pascal, once he recovered from food poisoning, I think was really hard to, to guard and coverage. Um, and then, you know, I, I think Jack Stahl is a guy that we don't talk about because he mostly blocks, but he's a very good blocker. And I think he has solidified himself as the number two tight end. I mean, look, there were a lot of injuries. There was a lot of stuff going on there, but, um, Josiah Scott was another guy who was kind of interesting, made a couple of plays, played safety, played nickel corner. Um, you know, a lot of the guys who stood out in a bad way were, were not there anymore. So, um, <laughs> Well, that's good. Yeah, and that's a laundry list. But, <laughs> excuse me, um, I think that when you look at this team, they have a lot of guys who can emerge, and they have a lot of young talent. And I, mm-hmm. I, I do think... You know, for a guy like Reed Blankenship or a, a guy like Josh Sills or even a guy like Josh Joe, but those guys made the team because of their upside. You know, they were, they were undrafted, but those guys were draft picks, if you know what I mean. I think internally they'd be those guys as guys who they would have selected had they had more than five picks.
2: Certainly. Uh, of the five places you went to, what was the best meal you had?
1: Well... I was in land or I was in Virginia and Baltimore for like 28 hours. So I don't think that that's, oh, uh, oh, I was in Nashville. Uh, uh, duh. Um, so, uh, there was a place called peg leg porker or something like that. <laughs> I got to look that up. Hold on. I- peg I make-
2: leg porker.
1: Yeah. I want to say that's what it was called. It was like some of the best barbecue I've ever had. Ooh. Peg- yeah. Yeah, Peg Like Porker, that's what it's called. Okay. Um it's on Leaf Street, Nashville. That was great. Um really enjoyed that. That was that was good stuff.
2: Well what well, well, what kind of bar- barbecue you go with there?
1: Uh I always go with ribs. I'm not like Ooh. really like a pulled pork type of guy. I don't like, you know. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm originally from northern Jersey. I grew <laughs> up in South Florida. Like this is not like a uh, You know, I'm not like a very southern type of guy.
2: uh, (laughs) Oh, this looks good. Oh, and the the uh, the pig in the neon sign actually has a peg leg. I wonder if that's accurate. I just bought
1: a shirt. My wife gets on me about this, but like, we'll go to like a bar. Like, here, I got to tell this story. So, please, yeah. Go to this bar in Orlando because we're looking at places there, obviously now because I can cover the entire league. And we went to this place and I was like, I'm buying two t-shirts because those t-shirts are awesome. That's how I remember (laughs) the names of these places. And I'm kicking myself no pun intended, with the peg leg, uh, that I didn't get one. But it's down the street from my brother's house. So I, I you know, that was part of the reason why I volunteered for Nashville, because I, I wanted to see him. But Oh,
2: that's nice. There was a lot
1: of great food down the street from that place. There was a great taco, uh, taco Oh, Nashville. Place.
2: Yeah, Nashville's a great place for food. Yeah, man.
1: I mean, the food, just inc- incredible everywhere we went. Um, just like a treasure trove of really good food. We went to this pizza place that was like... Uh, I, I want to say they said it was like Chicago style, but it wasn't really. But it was, and it was like deep dish, but it wasn't. And I, I don't know, but it was great. so <laughs> Everywhere we went, like my brother hit home runs. Actually, this t-shirt's from Nashville. It's this play on Star Wars and uh, guitar. Oh yeah, look at that. That's Tatooine, I think, and that's the the Millennium Falcon.
2: That is the Millennium Falcon. That's very nice. Check that out. Look at you, yeah, Michael. Look so at you, Mike
1: K. look at you setting me up for stuff that we didn't even talk about that's that's how good our our vibes are on this show this is right i promise
2: that's jungle juice that's what that is that's jungle juice uh mike k always great catching up with you man uh do what Mike K says. Buy a shirt at the restaurants you go to when you travel around the different Eagles games this year, folks. Just buy the shirt. Who cares what your wife says or uh, what your husband says? Whatever. Uh, Mike, great catching up with you as always. You're one of the best doing it, my friend. Really appreciate you coming on yet again uh, and breaking down the Eagles for us. Uh, all great stuff. Make sure you guys check out uh, Mike K's takes there with the Pro Football Network. Make sure you give him a follow as well if you're not following him. Are you even Are you even a football fan? I don't, I don't think you are. Mike, thanks so much, brother. Appreciate it. Have a great one. You as well, Mike K. Joining us on the robin Orthopedics. Yes, look. I've been I've been trying to get Mike back on the show for for like months, and we just haven't been able to sync our schedules together. The man's been busy. The man's been all over the place, and he does such a great job, as you can hear right there, just breaking down the Eagles, breaking down the NFL in general. Uh, he does a wonderful job. But uh, as you guys know, you know our friends, and um, we both have the same infatuation for Saturday Night Live, and then we found out we have. a a name in the past that's very familiar to both of us. Now, if you see here for the, for the people on the podcast, I am showing Mike K's Twitter avatar again. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com.
0: It's my little escape.
2: Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. (laughs) The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. Chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and
2: conditions apply. See website for details. And his, uh, I don't know what you call it, the cover, whatever. But he's got his picture, obviously. And then he's got Batman, Adam West Batman, in the background. And when we got done the interview, we just we kept talking. And I said, um, you no, know, it's crazy that you got the Adam West thing going on there. Uh, he, and I told him, now, if you, you might know this already about me. I might have mentioned this before. But my grandfather served in World War II on the USS Cavalier in the Pacific as a member of the United States Coast Guard. His shipmate, one of his shipmates and good friends was Cesar Romero who played the original Joker on that Adam West Batman series and was also in Oceans 11 with Frank Sinatra. And I told uh, Mike that little factoid and he goes, are you serious? And I said, yeah. And he goes, Cesar Romero, that name means a lot to me to him because he loved the Adam West Batman and people would call his grandfather Caesar because he looked like Cesar Romero. And he sent me a picture and I'm like, Holy pots and pans. That guy looks like Cesar Romero. To which I then sent back to him my a picture of my grandfather with Cesar Romero at one of their ship reunions in, like, the late 80s. Um, but it was just an amazing thing that a random Hollywood name uh, has great significance to both him and I. Um, it's insane. And then I, I went back and I also looked at some old pictures um, of Cesar Romero. And he had autographed a picture for my grandmother. And it said, um, you know, hey, you know, Mary best of luck in the future both to you and al my grandfather uh nothing but happiness and 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 great memories being made it was like a beautiful thing he wrote on this on this card right on this uh, picture he signed him in his uh, whole coast guard uniform you know and um i was it was funny because the tw- like you know the good memories made and a, and, a, and a happy life and all that stuff turned out to be 74 years of marriage to my grandfather and 12 kids and me one of 21 grandkids insane absolutely insane uh so yeah there you go and i want to address this even before we get into the chat check it appears one of our regulars mullet mullet petition for alvarado uh who's been in okinawa this whole time looks like you're moving back stateside a quick congratulations to you before we even get in the chat check there mullet we'll uh we'll get to you we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more in the chat but i just want to get that uh in there as well uh and let me tell you about manscaped, ladies and gentlemen, manscaped. Oh, you know what? Hold on. How dare I? I? I went through the trouble of pulling this picture of uh the peg leg porker, as mentioned by Mike K. There you are, ladies and gentlemen. There's the picture for the people on the podcast. It's a restaurant sign, a neon sign, with the outline of a big fat pig, and on the back left hind, hind left leg, is that how we term it? Is a peg leg. There you go. I will eat that barbecue. I'm, I'm, I'm quite partial to Franklin's, as everyone is in Austin, Texas. I've had it, it's amazing. Uh and Gates. Gates barbecue in Kansas City. And then in Philadelphia, Fet Sal. Uh down there. Uh, what is that? Frankfurt. Frankfurt Ave. Is that Fishtown? That's Fishtown. Down Fishtown. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Wait, mullet's asking me if I live stateside too. I don't live. Yes, I live stateside, but I think you're actually moving to where I have some family, believe it or not. So uh that's fun. Uh let me tell you about manscaped, everyone. Manscaped. Gentlemen, we all want to look our best everywhere, right? And I do mean everywhere. Nether regions? Yeah, that's right. Manscaped is here to help you out with their platinum package 4.0. It's their biggest ultimate hygiene bundle yet. It includes a lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker, Ear and Nose Hair trimmer, and it all comes with skin-safe technology that helps reduce the risk of nicks, so you can manscape with confidence and comfort. Ultra Premium, it also has this Ultra Premium Body Wash, 2-in-1 Shampoo, Conditioner, Deodorant, Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Ball Spray Toner as well, and Anti-Chafing Boxers as well as the Shed Travel Bag. That'll help you hold all the goods you'll be using to manscape your goods with Manscaped. And how would you like 20% off your Manscaped order? Just use promo code FARZY and free shipping. Free shipping, 20% off when you use promo code FARZY at manscaped.com. Not too bad right there, huh? You can trust Manscaped with the whole shebang and join 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. So go to manscaped.com, use promo code FARZY for 20% off and free shipping. How about Freestone Farm CBD? freestonefarmcbd.com. Nothing synthetic from farm to jar. They grow all their premium hemp flower in the Garden State with all organic inputs and IPM. Use promo code FARZY for twenty percent off at Freestone Farm CBD. FreestoneFarmCBD.com. You'll love their all-new strain menu that they have, including their tropical-tasting Bayox, the Clarkson topping twenty-four point one percent, and Super CBD, which is half Hindu Kush and twenty-one percent. The genetics of these guys. Pfft off the charts go to freestone farm cbd freestone cbd.com use promo code FARZY for 20 percent off and for those that are looking to take a more natural approach to everything that they put in their body freestone farms is what you got to trust how about phl sports station philadelphia sports station enhancing your philadelphia sports fan experience across all social media and blogs that's uh philadelphia sports nation.com phl sports blue chew.com little problem in the old uh, bedroom Blue Chew wants to solve that problem. You know what ladies find attractive? Men that handle problems. Men that handle the business, especially this kind of business. Blue Chew and BlueChew.com. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, and there's no embarrassing trips to the doctors, no embarrassing trips to the pharmacy, as Blue Chew ships right to your home, right to your door in a discreet package, as it delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets help men combat all form of ED. Here is the Blue Chew process. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days, and it's all done online. Also, Blue Chew's licensed medical partners and providers will find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problems here. Blue Chew's tablets are chewable, so it's not just a clever name. Blue tablets are also made right here in the good old US of, uh, U.S. of A. And they prepare and ship directly to your house, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Here's the special deal for our listeners and our viewers. BlueChew.com. Try Blue Chew free when you use promo code FARZI and pay just $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code Farzy, all one word, to receive your first month free at BlueChew.com. Let's jump into the chat, check, see how you beautiful people are doing. Let's see here. Kevin leads it all for us. Good morning, Kevin. Dan, happy football Thursday. Bills and Rams in SoCal tonight. So there you go. Uh, Tyvita, good morning. Dan, good morning. Dan's got a new avatar, and I can't make out what the avatar is. Uh, Jerry Bando, what's up there, Jerry? Uh, Phillies are red hot. Two in a row against the Marlins. Uh, and Mundo, says uh, PJ on the old Farsi Show chat there uh mullet malley papa the sailor man and mundo sosa is turning into quite the asset lately yes he absolutely is i just saw my man um kevin cooney writer for the ap kevin cooney put out there and uh, and mundo sosa and bailey falter on a huge payroll are the two guys at the bottom of the list and they've won you well bailey falter has kept you in a lot of that they're they're not at a wild card spot without Bailey Falter, and they're not enjoying the comfortable lead they're enjoying right now without any Sosa. Uh bo-bo-boop. Mihai Sanchez, what's going on? Uh good morning, Mark and everyone. Falter out here. <laughs> Falter out of all out of all is the best six starter in baseball. Yeah, he absolutely is. Now you can say, watch contact. <laughs> Well, watch Alcantara pitch a complete game shutout tonight because if we beat him, uh, oh, because we beat him the last two times. I see what you're saying. He's struggled. He has some struggles. Sean Gillespie, Kelsey is on point. I wish the Eagles organization had listened to him in the past on comfort doing uh, the same plays going for it on fourth. Rager, etc. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Mihai Sanchez, we simply love Jason Kelsey. Another, Oh, we owe Jason Kelsey another Super Bowl ring. No questions asked. Mihai, I agree. April, good morning. Jim Graspeter, good morning. Uh, mullet. Okay, Mark. Mark me, pr- uh, mark me pl- uh, present, please. He put my name in Mark with a C in quotations, like Mark me present. Mark me present. I'm headed to North Carolina tomorrow and cashing in my chips here in Okinawa. Look forward to staying in touch back in the U.S. of A. And maybe catch a game with Farsi family. I would love that. A little Farsi trip to a game? Absolutely. Um, Mullet is in Fort Bragg? Well, yeah, Fayetteville. He's teaching military kiddos. <laughs> Mullet says he's happy to be seven hours away from home as opposed to a day and a half. Mullet, that's awesome, man. That's great. I I do, I have family in in Fayetteville. Uh, My uncle Toody passed away uh, maybe two years ago, but his family's all down there. Uh, He was a badass. He would, he was a, he went, he went career after World War II. He like, he met his wife in France, got married in France, moved to North Carolina, stayed in North Carolina from Ambler or from Willow Grove, Willow Grove. Um, And then they called him back for Korea and like, hey, you want to go to Korea? And he's like, yeah, let's go. It's like one of the, one of those dudes. He is badass. Uh, but yeah, his whole family is still down there, man. Um. Oh, April's recommending beer or bars in Wilmington. There we go. I don't think that's our Wilmington. I think that's North Carolina. Uh, thank you, PJ. This is great. Yeah, Molly, congrats, man. Thank you, dear. Thank you for your service and congrats on cashing in your chips out there in Okinawa and coming back to the states. <laughs> Sean Gillespie. Do the C B D Kush before you do Manscaped. That could be interesting. Uh Mullet, well, yeah, congrats again, buddy. Finally, football season says Jim. T bro, how I know my phone is listening. Just had a Bluetooth ad pop up on here while I was rewatching Skydrive while the ad was while the ad was hilarious. It's scary. <laughs> T bro there you go. By the way, thanks to everyone that's already watched Skydrive. That, that was a lot of fun to shoot. I'll be uh, putting it out again today um just with a couple of bullet points uh, from the interview see if uh, a couple more people find it interesting. Um <laughs> mullet. Oh, I remember wiretapping 80s movies when they used to when they used the gum. 2022 Blue Chew. Say that coming. What? Huh. Cool to hear about your Uncle Mark. I hope to catch up with everyone. Any plans to do an SC Sixers run? What am I missing there? I'm sorry, Mullet. Uh, April's in North Carolina by Cherry Point. That's not, here we go. Buying beer, buying beers. We're buying beers now, everybody. There we go. Uh, thanks everybody in the chat. Malt once again, congratulations. That's awesome. Morning rush brought to you by Sky Motorcars, Sky, skymotorcars dot Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Darius Slay Slay on being named a team captain. Oh man, it was uh, that was everywhere, man. Like I was telling um uh, telling the group, man. Um, that means a lot to me. That's probably one of the biggest achievements of my career. Uh, never been a captain before. So
0: I'm like, yeah, man. It te- had me a little tear out of for a minute. I ain't go lie. I was in the huddle like, oh snap. But uh, like, it's a blessing, man. To, um, you know, to be honored that. I
2: appreciate that, man, for my for my teammates. Cause I, I honestly go out there, go hard every day,
0: compete every day, try to be the best version of me every day, and I let them guys know that they didn't see that, man. That means a lot to me. So uh, you know, I wear it real with a lot of respect. So you know, I go out there and go get it.
2: Oh, snap. I, I'm glad that all snaps still getting used. I, I, I'm a big fan of all, uh, all snap. Uh, Phillies back in it tonight against the Marlins. We'll try to complete the sweep against the Marlins tonight. Again, here are the wild card standings right now. Phillies and Padres both four games up on the Brew Crew. San Francisco Giants all the way down there at nine and a half games out. So it is a uh, three-team race. Uh to break it down like that, uh, Sandy Alcantara. Sandy Alcantara gets the start. Uh, he allowed six runs against the Braves. He allowed six runs against the Dodgers and had a good start in between those two. Um, let's cross our fingers that Alcantara does not have it tonight, and the Phillies absolutely dominate in tonight's ballgame. This is a nice, warm, cozy feeling where we don't have to worry about any Sosa uh, stepping up to the plate and uh, knocking dingers or anything like that or playing great in the field. Let's, let's have a laugher tonight, folks. Let's have a laugher tonight. Kyle Gibson gets the start for the Phillies. Kyle Gibson has not been uh, on his best behavior as of late for the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, struggling comes to mind. Uh, when it comes to what we have seen from Kyle Gibson, he is 9-6 on the season with a 480, uh, 448 ERA. And his last start against the Giants, he lasted less than two innings. Just an inning and two-thirds, seven earned runs in that span. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, everyone. My name's Mark Farzetta. This is the Farzzy Show presented by Steven Singer of Stephen Singer Jewelers. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. We'll be back with you tomorrow on a football Friday. Hey, hey, don't forget to set your, set your fantasy rosters tonight if you got any bills on your team or you got any Rams on your team. Have a great day, everybody. Take it easy.